There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Coming back, part two, with Playing It Forward, my man DJ Rezac, where we take a look at and we'll tackle the practical applications. Not only is it about modeled behavior and desired outcomes, but what does intentionality look like and how do we make it happen? Take a listen. I don't feel great telling you sometimes that I'm afraid to do something that you assume that I would embrace or be good at right sure that's like but at the end of the day i share yeah because i know you have my best interest at heart well and it's it's you know that i won't use your words as bullets and put them in a gun and shoot you yeah right yeah sometimes people do and sometimes people have done and so i think that's what i think men are guarded like that right because you can get hurt vulnerability there's a wound there if I don't heal my, and so the work I have to do is heal my wound. So that we talk about wounds of the father, right? All fathers wounds that wound their kids. I, I, I told you I'm a great father, except for when I'm not. <laughs> I have five kids. I'm going to leave wounds on them. I, what, because you want to know what? Sometimes my intentions are going to be to tell them this. You know how they're going to receive it? However they receive it. And it might be a wound. That might be. Dad thinks I'm not good enough or dad. And whatever story they tell themselves, that's their journey. Yeah. And, but however, that's a wound that I might have given them. Yeah. And guess what? Like, no one gets out alive. No one gets out free. We all wound. Right? Yeah. Now, the thing is, can we be vulnerable enough to go in and say, that wasn't my intent. I love you unconditionally. And let me help you. Let me help you either understand or let me guide you so that you can heal your wound so that you don't re-wound. Go back to thirst for learning. Can I get character enough to learn something so that I don't lose kingdom because I keep making the same mistake? That's the, that's the beauty of being vulnerable with the people you love is you learn, you heal. Is, is being cognizant of whether you achieve like the desired outcome, do you find that being a natural skill set? No, no. I think it's intention. I mean, I think you have to work hard at it. I think, um, I, and it, you can lose it in a second, right? I mean, I fall down all the time. I, I mean, I told you, like, I know what our culture is for Westside football. I live it. I help install it. I help drive it. I help teach it. And it doesn't mean that I'm not human, Right? Yeah. I told you the other day, I'm in my hot tub. What if we went double tight, short side pitch? <laughs> it, and then I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why? And then I, so, so I think you have to, so it's not common, it's work, and it's not perfect. It's not perfection. You don't like learn the skill and then put it on the shelf and then leave. 
Like every event is its own event. I have a choice. And so I'm a good dad, except for when I'm not. Sometimes my responses suck. Sometimes they're awesome. Sometimes they're just okay. And guess what? That's just the way it is. Let me ask you something about the degree of difficulty, and I don't want to assume it is or isn't, but you, you referenced kind of in passing, and, and we, have a, we have a blended family, so the dynamics and the degrees of difficulty vary, but they're the same, mm. right? You have two sets of twins, then a singlet. You're watching, you're parenting, you have a, you have a way that, that you and your wife, you have an M.O. Do you find yourself customizing it to the individual kiddo, or are there certain parameters that you operate that are non-negotiables for the five? Well, I think you have core values. I mean, I think, you know, um, I think all my kids would, because I asked that question because the way things are received, to- I totally sat up in my my chair. You know, if it, if I took Caleb and Micah for instance, yeah, to two middle boys, yeah. If one, if if I told one, I said, "Hey, go to your room." Sure. He'd say, "Let me know when dinner's ready." Yeah. If I told the other to go to his room, yeah, he'd be traumatized. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I think you're right. It's both. I think we have a set of core values. We have a family mission. We have a family vision. Um, so I think they operate under that umbrella. I think, um, I have identical twins. They're very different people, very different people. You're not kidding. And, um, we, you know, we used to talk about that all the time. I mean, Poochie, Anthony, we call Poochie. Um, if I told him something, he just, he was fine. He's a quarterback. In fact, when I coached him, he would yell at me on the sidelines about whether he ran the play right or not. And, (laughs) I believe I was right, and he's yelling at me. If I yelled at Teddy, he wouldn't talk. To, he would it, it would ruin him for a whole quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to parent him differently. So I think you know your kids' personalities. I think also that blended family. I think you know the uh, the biggest thing about parenting and leadership is no BCD. I think you saw that at our banquet, right? right. Um, Coach Froyant was not deflecting any behavior, wasn't blaming anyone, wasn't complaining. He owned it. All the coaches owned it. You all owned it. Mm-hmm. And do you know the power that gives kids to move on? Because it's kind of the authenticity. It's like, you know, if you have the guy, the leader saying nothing to see here, or, well, it was actually your fault, or or like in your situation, if you guys have a blended family, you have it's ripe for blame, complain, and deflect, mm-hmm. which is just outward-facing shame. Can we deal with our own shame? Mm. Right? Yeah. And as a parent. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever tried to run from your own shadow. It's impossible. Oh, man. <laughs> we sure do try, though. I, At least I did. So this might resonate. So I had that Heineken video that went viral, right? I sent, oh, it, I, yeah. I sent it to 12 people. I sent it to 12 of my buddies, right? Yeah. And I work with kids all the time. It was not appropriate. It, you know, I don't. It, it wasn't meant for public viewing whatever, uh, 27 million views later, right. With my kids melting down at height, you know, some of them varying degrees, some are pissed, some are ashamed, some are scared, some are whatever. And me and my wife are in Italy and I got to tell you, there's two sides of the coin to shame. So I'm, I immediately, I go into, I can't believe I did something so dumb. 
And my wife said, knock it off. Stop that. You told a joke that made 27 million people laugh. That's all you did. Knock it off. Quit beating yourself up. But what was coming through was my shame. I, I can't believe I am so bad, right? And then I, look, I looked at <laughs> I her. forgot all about that video, but too, I, by but, the way. Well, we don't need to bring it back <laughs> up. But I, it's, a, it's a good reference point, though. Yeah. But so after she said that, right, so what was I dealing with in that moment? My shame. And then I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. That's, all. That's, that's me. That's my personality. I tell jokes. I goof around. I'm not, I don't take myself very seriously. I didn't try and put it out there. 12 people, right? And then by the time I got done getting dressed, we were in Italy. Yeah. I'm getting dressed for dinner. I'm, so I'm brushing my teeth, getting dressed. By the time I was tying my shoes, you know what my feelings were? What? Screw everybody. I am such a good guy. You want to know if anyone doesn't like it, they can go. I'll tell them where they can. Guess what that is? Shame. Shame. That's shame. That's the other side of shame. Right. Trying to outwardly convince it you. It's the- I, I, I'm not accountable. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. That's not true. That's not true. So guess what? You're right. You can't outrun your own shadow. So guess what? Own it. And then learn from it. And grow from it. And Extend people grace. See their hearts. Don't blame and complain. Don't, like, just love them. We're here to love and be loved. And if I don't fill my heart with love for myself, I can't give that to my kids. I can't so, give it to my friends. Let me stay with that for a second because we just talked about this. And I said, you know what? You can't give anything that you've never received. Mm-hmm. And I, the example I was talking about was grace, right? If you've never if you've never gotten something that you didn't deserve to the good, mm-hmm. it's very hard for you to, to replicate that to somebody else. Is there, have you found ways in all the coaching and culture building that you've done to speed up that process? Or is it just to be more cognizant that maybe that's actually happened and you just didn't realize it, right? I just use grace as an example. Mm-hmm. For some, it's love. Yeah. Right. Modeled behavior is huge. Yeah. If I don't feel like I've ever if no if I've never had the experience of agape love, like I mean true unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to give it. Sure. If I've never had it modeled for me or I've received it. Yeah. Or it's hard to believe it. Right? Yeah. No, no, wait, wait. Right. We're still cool? Yeah. You're sure. It, yeah. I just no no no, we're fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, he really doesn't like me anymore. He's just saying that. Right? Like, yeah. I don't, how do you, how do you navigate those waters to be able to do it if it has, if you've never received it? I don't know. Cause I, I, I feel like I've received it. So I, I don't know if I it's, can... it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird place to be, right? Yeah. We talk about loving yourself. That's a learned, that's a learned behavior. Yeah. I will say this though. It's, um, it's judgment. We judge ourselves. Like it, it, it's an it's an internal thing, right? Yeah. It's like go back to your comment about Dirk and going through struggle. Like I'm, I, I'm positive I've never met him. I was blown away at how good he was. Like what Cam? Right? That was that not unbelievable? I there oh, were yeah. a couple of wow moments where I was just like, yeah, I'm positive he's a great parent. What yeah. do you th- What do you think? We have both these guys in here. Their jaws are just wide open as Dirk's <laughs> Dirk's laying his eye on the, on the line there. Uh, yeah, I just was like, "Wow, really?" And I'm positive he's a great parent. You just just your gut feel. I, I'm just positive because you want to know why? 
He loves his kids. <laughs> well, there like, you go. Like that's it. That's it. that's it. Just and so if we and so it is when we judge ourselves or judge others, it's hard to think like and not to pull a ton of religion into this, but like when I go through my day and I if use traffic as an example, I don't let someone in or I cut someone off or I go through and reconcile what I went through. And it's sometimes hard for me to be like, well, God still loves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even with all the bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> he loves you. That's it. So when we go back and say, who are we giving our question to? We give it to the wrong people all the time. Right. And it's not fair for me to give that to my wife to say, you need to validate me. You need to love me. Like, that's not fair to her. She's not. So I guess what? That's not who needs to answer my question. If, and that's the space inside your mind where you start thinking, I don't have what it takes. Oh, my God. If you only knew, right? If you only knew that if you handed me a hammer, I'd look for the on-off switch. <laughs> you don't think I'm a man. How can I be a real authentic man, right? I got to hire someone to build a fence. Like oh, he's t- KB right now. He's talking to me. Yeah. No, this is <laughs> how me. do I not know the difference between a Phillips and a flathead? This is me, right? And so I'm we, still using a butter knife. But but guess what gets inside my head? What? Oh my god, you can't do it. If it was left up to you, you couldn't figure this out. If your family depended on you to figure out how to be a man, you couldn't do it. And that creeps into my mind. Mm. And guess what? I have to I have to prevent it with love. I love myself. I, sometimes I don't know how to do things. You're right. And I still have what it takes, right? A couple of things can be true at once, right? I, I still have what it takes to be a man. Like, I don't need to build a fence to be validated. I don't have to go hunting. I don't have to. I, I use it through football. Like I always say, my, that's my outdoors like stuff. That's why, I, that's why I gravitate towards football and say, I want to help young men learn that they have a battle to fight, an adventure to go on, and a love to cultivate. And that love has to be loving themselves. And as a high school 15-year-old, 14-year-old, when I work with the 8th and ninth graders, that's the number one thing I see. They really, in the deep, depth, dark spots in their mind, they don't love themselves. Or they haven't learned how to love themselves. So, yes, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to cheerlead for them. So the other place you said, where do you go if you don't have that skill or what, what it doesn't feel normal, then great. Have a small, solid group of people who cheer and root for you all the time. How important do you think in the grand scheme of things is that accountability group? Kind of what you're referencing. I think account, here's what I think about accountability. It, most people think of accountability as a negative, and they always think it's punishment. I, and I agree. Lots of people do it in a negative manner. I think when we show up and we double down on clarity, <laughs> that's, that's accountability. Yeah. And so. Doubling down on clarity. So to well, my wait, point. Wait, what do you mean? So to my point, I went and watched the speaker one time. He used to coach a girls team and then he had, had some success like coaching a boys team. And someone said, what's the difference between coaching females and males? And he thought about it for a second and he goes, well, he goes, if I say we're not passing very well to my girls' team, 
the girl who didn't even get in the game is like, oh, my God, he's talking about me. I, it was in the layup line. I just tapped it to her. He saw it. He, he doesn't think I'm doing my job. I can't mm. believe I didn't pass it. And he said, and she didn't even play in the game, and it has nothing to do with her. He said, if I'd say it to a boys team, every one of those guys is like, he ain't talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so that's the clarity, right? Yeah. And so I always say this about, like, coaching – and this is what makes you such a great coach, too, is you're a great communicator and great connector. Um, but when you double down on clarity, they they have – if you do it in a safe manner, that's accountability. Like, nobody, like, goes out and wants to, like, not do it, right? Yeah. Um, and if – like, let's just use my weight because, you know – I came out of the shower this morning. Lisa said someone, it looked like someone was following me. <laughs> I might be a little over. I, I celebrated with beer and pizza during the football season. So I got like 20, 25 pounds to lose. But um, if someone, if I, if I have like someone and I have some clarity of goals and they just double down on, hey, I thought you said you were going to work out three times a day. I thought you were going to lift. And I thought you were going to um, limit, you know, calorie intake to this. That sounds way different than, oh, my God, why, why can't you just weigh in properly? Right, why, right. why don't you do your work? So, why are you so lazy? Okay, so that's my, that's my thing, though. And I think you've got this, you've got this skill that you've obviously trained and, 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 and worked on where you talk about being open, honest, and direct. But the delivery is so important to say, hey, listen – pull your head out is different than you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> they got to believe that you, so uh, connection, care deeply, listen carefully, communicate effectively, adjust accordingly. Uh-oh, better go one more time because that those are, I love those. Connection. Right. Care deeply, listen carefully, communicate effectively, and adjust accordingly. Right. We talked about it. Anthony and Teddy, two different twins. I can't say the same message. Micah and Caleb, you can't say the same thing. Yeah. They're going to get a different result. you got to adjust accordingly. Who's it, who's it on? It's on you to communicate effectively. One is this, one is that. That's accountability. That's how we clarify. We connect and clarify. Hey, we were going to do this, and, right? And so that's the other big word, and. Like, what does and do compared to but? But, but but is a deflector. But it, kills cause, it. Because it, it, yeah. it, once you say but, it's like you almost didn't hear anything that preceded it. Totally. And. And. It's in say, addition to. When I say and, like, I love you and, that's not acceptable. We're going to do it differently. Huh. Um, the the so, power between but and and. One's a connector. And so as an authentic man, I can I can say I can do two things, right? I love you, and we're not going to do that that way. We're going to do it again. We're going to try over. Huh. Right? Yeah. It's hard to it, It's hard to not receive that as clarity because it's kind of like, it, and then it puts the onus on the person. That was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not in for this. I'm not in for all for one, one for all. I'm actually... It's actually all for one, one for all, as long as I get as many snaps as I wanted. Okay. <laughs> well, help me understand. Tell me more. 
I thought the the mission kind kind of like parenting, right? Hey, yeah. I, I love you as a kid as long as yeah. you're a good reflection of what I want people to know about how I parent. Sure, yeah, as long as, and that's where again, as parents, we compare ourselves. We're comparing ourselves. Like my kids are jerks sometimes. Like I love them, you know. I mean, like if they were all lost, I'd look for them all. I mean, I'd look for my daughter first. I might get a sandwich before I look for the boys. But um, my point being is they're not perfect. Yeah. And guess what? If I put the pressure on them to look and act and be perfect so that my parenting friends think that everything's great, who feels it? Them or me? You. Well, they, well, they do the, the byproduct of the, the, pho- the pho- being phony. That's the wound. Yeah. That's the wound. Well, I, so again, go back to Heineken. When you have a sense of love and belonging, you can ask for forgiveness. When you drop all your shame, you can. You're going to have Cam looking for that video. You can ask for forgiveness. <laughs> we did not redo the video. But, um, but seriously, when you have a sense of love and belonging, you can ask for forgiveness. That's it. That's all you have to do. I'm still laughing about the video. <laughs> um, it was funny. I was in tears. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it because I had just seen you. I had dropped um, one of my kiddos off at the Boys and Girls Club for practice. This mm-hmm. was like, God, I had to be three or four years ago. Three? Yeah. About yeah. three years ago? Yeah. And uh, I saw you over at the, the gas station at, or over in Rockbrook, and I go, I just saw you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that didn't go over so well. Yeah. But, but I, I, I'm trying not to bring that but up, but it was just funny. But it's shame. It, it, that, so where do we parent from? Who, who had the biggest problem in the household with that? Oh, Carly. Yeah. yeah you're, she you're, was a 15-year-old girl. girl. Yeah. yeah. 15-year-old girl didn't think it was as funny as I thought. She said, you basically, and if you ever want your kids to not do something stupid, just go do it yourself. <laughs> it's a great example. They were like, show me your phone. Let me see who you sent it to. And I showed them 12 people. And they saw the power of social media. So that, there again. But that, and that ties to parenting, the shame. Like we're parenting based off of all the social media and whatever and who thinks what and what. Like give yourself a break. Like mm. s- just stop comparing. Comparison's a thief. Like you, you can parent your kids totally it is, different it than is. mine. It is. Comparison and is the thief of joy. There yeah. is no question about it. And, and it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter if it's parenting, if it's peer-to-peer profession. But the shame part is real. So go back to uh, whether our kids make a certain all-state team, whether they get this scholarship where someone thinks they're great, whether six-star football thinks this guy's the best guy. It's all shame. And it's all comparison. And so we need as parents to stop judging ourselves based on like awards and things and what other people think. It's just like you can be doing a great job. And when we and, and when we talk about love, it's abundant. And it's not like it's pizza. There's not only eight slices. Like if you take two, <laughs> that doesn't mean there's less for me. Ooh. I can have more. That, that's pretty good right it's there. love. Love is abundant. And so – Stop judging, stop judging ourselves. Stop acting as if we're bad parents because our kid is struggling with depression. It's real. That doesn't mean I'm a bad parent. It does not. That's mm. not true. Mm. Uh, because my kid goes through this struggle, that struggle, it doesn't mean you're a bad parent. So start loving yourselves. I, don't even, I, I ought to think, considering we're 
over an hour into this one. <laughs> Darn near. Wow. It was good. It well, was we'll, fun. We'll be doing parts three and four because I'm just getting you started. When you start getting lathered up and then I'm I'm taking all these mental notes and I'm like, ooh, I'm storing that in a Rolodex. I'm storing that in a Rolodex. Man, he's fantastic at what he does. The best thing is is probably a friend. He may argue that it's uh, parenting. Uh, but I appreciate you. the relationship. That's right the on. man, the myth, the legend. That's DJ Rezac. It's playing it forward. We will be back next week. The pod will drop. Don't you dare miss it. Hopefully you can take something from this week. I know I can. We'll be back. A Huda Media Production.